Knox Game Design. February 2022. 2D Collision. Welcome everyone to Knox Game Design for February 2022. My name is Levi Smith. So this month I'm going to be talking about 2D collisions. I uh, really haven't uh, done a collision talk in the past. Been kind of putting it off because there is a lot of math involved. And with math being involved, I had to double and sometimes triple check some calculations to make sure that everything that I'm presenting is accurate. Uh, so first of all, we're just going to be talking about 2D collisions. We may do a 3D collision talk later, but basically we're talking about collisions on a 2D plane, such as a uh, monitor or computer screen. So the first, just to make sure we're all on the same page, uh, the first collision we're going to talk about is the collision between two points. So a point just has an X and a Y coordinate. Uh, so basically we're just going to check where X1 equals X2 y1 equals y2 where the point is x1 y1 second point is x2 y2 so this may be useful for like grid style games like checkers or chess where you got distinct discrete rows and columns where your y value will be your rows and your x values will be your columns uh, if you're not doing a discrete values if you're doing a shooter or something like that um, and using floats for your x and y value, uh, non-discrete whole number values, then you'll probably want to add some tolerance in there. Uh, so if it's close enough and not an exact uh, value match, but not going to be talking about that in this in this talk. And also in this talk, I'll be using typical screen coordinates in a lot of game development environments and frameworks where your X value goes from zero to your screen width um, from left to right, and your Y value goes from zero to screen height going from top to bottom. And I also just want to say that everything that I'll be talking about can be used in any game development environment or framework uh, there are built-in functions to handle a lot of these but the good thing about learning the basics you can implement this yourself in whatever language or game development library uh, as needed so here it is the two points and to test whether they collide basically like i said i got c sharp code up there that you could use for say unity where p1.x equals p2.x and then we got the double ampersands for and p1.y equals p2.y so here's some examples i mean i mean this is pretty common sense but just to make sure we're all on the same page in the top left corner we got points 5 2 and 1 4 so 5 doesn't equal 1 and 2 doesn't equal 4 so they don't collide uh, to the right, upper right-hand corner, we got points 1, 4, and 5, 4. So the X's don't match, but the Y's match. So they both have to match, so it doesn't collide. In the bottom left-hand corner, we got points 1, 2, and 1, 4. So the X coordinates match, but the Y's don't match. So uh, it's not a collision. But in the final one, we got two points, both 1, 4, and 1, 4, so both X and Y match, so those two points collide. Okay, so here's the next step. 
Uh, a collision between a point and a line. So basically a line is defined by two points. Uh, typically a line is, is infinite, it has a slope, uh, but we're going to be talking about line segments where a line has a distinct start, stopping point. Uh, so the line, as I've mentioned, you got uh, two points, both with an X and a Y value. So to find the slope of that line, then you, it, what I learned in either high school or middle, late middle school, like pre-algebra, it's called rise of a run. So you take the differences between the two Y values and divide by the difference between the two X values. And it doesn't matter which point you use. Uh, either way you do it, the signs will all work out. So you'll, you'll get the... Um, correct slope value whether you sub you calculate it using the first point and then the second point or the second point and the first point. So what I learned in like pre-algebra or algebra uh, or maybe even ge geometry is a line is defined by what we call slope intercept form which is y equals mx plus b. So y and x are any point along the line. m is your slope. Slope is basically just how steep the line is. So if you're going uh, in positive x, y direction, that's a positive slope. If you're going the other way, it's negative slope. Then the B is the y-intercept. So what is the uh, value of y when it, x equals zero? Um, so one thing I mentioned on here is when you're calculating your slope value, uh, watch out for integer rounding if you're using a typed language. Then sometimes when you divide by integers, it will usually round down if, unless you specifically cast those uh, values when you divide as floats or doubles. Um, I also mentioned that there are other notations for lines, but I'm just sticking with the y equals mx plus b. So to find the value for B, Y intercept uh, at zero, then what you do is you use basic algebra to put B equals, and then the Y value for one of the points and subtract off M times the X value from one of the points. Uh, so remember we counted, calculated M as the slope in the previous step, using the rise over run. So that will give you the value of B. Um, and as I mentioned, you can use either point for calculating that. Um, so then to determine whether a point and a line collide, all you do is take the point that you want to test, then plug it into that Y equals MX plus B. And, and if it's a valid statement, then, then, then you know they collide. Okay, so here's our line defined by two points and a point defined by x and y. Actually, should have just had x1, y1 for the point. But um, So here's the code in C sharp. Uh, basically, we're calculating the slope, the m value. Subtract the y of the first point or the second point and subtract off the y of the first point, then divide by the x value of the second point minus the x value of the first point. And those are the two endpoints of the line segment. And then to calculate the b value, 
we just use the uh, y equals mx plus b but uh, divide off the subtract off the the mx right there from y so we get b equals and we take one point the y value of one point on the line and subtract off the slope times the x value so that gives us our b value so it didn't define whether the point collides or not we just uh, plug in the point value for y if that equals um, the slope times then the point value for x plus b then it collides so here's a couple of examples right here. So we got a line defined by two points, 4, 5, and 6, 1. And then we got a point, 2, 3. x equals 2 and y equals 3. So to calculate the m value, basically we're going to subtract the two y values, 1 minus 5 divided by two x values, 6 minus 4. So calculate that out, you get a slope of minus 2 or negative 2. Then to get b, we do y equals mx. So we're going to take that 6, 1 point. So we're going to do 1 minus, then take the slope, the m value, minus 2 times 6, which is the x value. And we do the calculation. That turns out to be 13. So the slope of this line, or the, 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 the form of this line, is y equals minus 2x plus 13. So now that we have the equation for the line, then we can test any point that we want. So basically what we want to test is 2, 2 comma 3. So we got plugging in the values for y and x. We've got 3 equals minus 2 times 2 plus 13, which is 3 equals minus 4 plus 13. So 3 equals, 3 does not equal 9. So that means these the point does not collide with the line. But in the second example, we're going to test a point 0.53. So we're going to use the same line equation, y equals negative 2x plus 13. And we're just going to plug in 5 for the x value and 3 for the y value. So that gives us 3 equals minus 2 times 5 plus 13, which equals 3, 3 equals negative 10 plus 13, which gives us 3 equals 3. So that means it does collide with the line. So the next step is, which will probably be more beneficial in a game, uh, is the collision between two lines. Uh, typically, we probably don't want to do a point in a line. Like if we're tracing a bullet, then what we want to do is to test a collision from the previous point of the bullet to the next point of the bullet, especially if the bullet's going very quickly, uh, then we'll want to treat it basically as a line. So if you look this up online, you're going to find a lot of information about determinants, uh, which is another way to do this. I kind of think of like, hey, if you're out in the woods and you're going down a path and there's a fork in the path, you can take one or the other, but you'll end up at the same location. So the method or the path that I'm taking with this is using the same y equals mx plus b form. Uh, you can calculate this by determinants, but I'm not going to go into that. So to determine whether two lines cross, basically you can use the same y equals mx plus b uh, format for the line. And then basically you take the mx plus b for the first line and set that equal or test equivalency to the mx plus b for the second line. 
because they both equal y. So uh, if you assume they both equal the same y, then you can test whether they collide by testing the other that other portion, mx plus b. So basically we got m1, slope of the first line, x plus b1, equals m2, the slope of the second line, times x plus b2. So then you just solve for x, and to do that, you end up with, I'm not going to go into the math, it's just basically subtracting and dividing out those terms, but you end up with a value for x of negative b1 plus b2 divided by m1 minus m2. So that's the the, the y-intercept, the, the difference between the two y-intercepts and the difference between the two slopes, divided by the difference between two slopes. And the, that's probably essentially what the same thing that you're doing when you calculate the determinant any, anyway. Don't quote me on that, but I assume that's the same thing that's going on. And to determine whether uh, whether that collides, we're basically uh, going to check and see if uh, the x value uh, for the points on both segments fall uh, between those values. So we're going to check if x is greater than or equal to uh, the first line's minimum x. Uh, then we'll check to see if x is less than the maximum x of the first line. Then check if x is greater than the uh, minimum x of the second line. And check if x is less than the maximum x. So, so if we got two lines that are that go out into infinity, as long as those two lines aren't parallel, then they're going to cross somewhere. So when we calculate this x, basically we're calculating what at what x value do these two lines cross? So we're no, we know we're, they're going to cross somewhere as long as they're not parallel. So what this test here is doing is saying, hey, we know where the two, the x value where the two lines cross. Is this x value a valid point on both of the line segments? So the difference between, again, the difference between a line that goes out into a set infinity and a line segment is the line segment has a, a start and stop point. Okay, so here's the example. So we've got two lines, both have two points, defined by x and y. Here's the calculations that I just did over here. So basically, we're, we're going to do the same finding of the, the slope oops, and the x value. Your M1 and B1 and M2 and B2. So to find X, we're going to do minus B1 plus B2 divided by M1 minus M2. And then we're going to check and see if that X value is valid, a valid position on both of the line segments. So that's what these four checks here do. So here's a couple of examples. <coughs> so we got first line segment goes from 4, 5 to 6, 1. And the second line segment goes from 2, 3 to 3, 4. So we're going to do the math, the y equals mx plus b. So we get m1 equals minus 2 for the first line and b1 equals 13. I think that's the actual same line example in the previous example. And then for the second line, we get a slope of 1 and then the y-intercept, the b2 value of 1. So 
what we're going to do is calculate the value of x. So that's basically checking whether the, uh, the value of x by plugging in those two values. So we get minus 13 plus 1 divided by minus 2 minus 1. That equals 4. So we know 4 is the x location where these two lines cross. So then we need to see if 4 is a valid x position on both lines. So, so we check on the first line, 4 is greater than 4 because the minimum x is 4 and the maximum x is 6. So 4 uh, is between 4 and 6, inclusive. Um, so then we check and see if 4 is on the second line. So the second line goes from x values 2 to x value 3. So 4 does not, 4 is greater than 3. So uh, that means that 4, where the two lines cross, uh, doesn't exist on the second line segment. So these two lines don't cross. So in the second example here below, we're going to use the same first line, 4, 5 to 6, 1. Then we're going to use for the second line, 3, 1 to 6, 7. So the M and B for the first line are going to be the same. The M and B for the second line, we do the math, we get a slope of 2. And then for B, we get a slope of minus 5. And I also want to point out, if you're looking in like an algebra textbook, you'll find uh, the Y value, the Y axis going up uh, instead of down. I'm just using down because that's typically how screen coordinates are laid out uh, on a computer screen for games. Uh, so when you see a slope of 2 uh, on here, it's going to be going down, down and to the right. But if you look this up in a textbook where the y-coordinates are going up, then a positive slope value will be going from right and up instead of right and down. Okay, so we got the M and B for both lines. So then basically we're just going to plug in uh, that to calculate our values for X. So we get X equals 4.5. So that means that these two lines cross at 4.5. So the, to determine whether these two lines collide, then we basically plug that 4.5 uh, back into our y equals mx plus b. Or basically, we take that 4.5 and determine if it's greater than or equal to the min x and whether that 4.5 is less than or equal to uh, the maximum x for both lines. So the first line goes from 4 to 6, so 4.5 is between 4 and 6. The second line goes from x value 3 to x value 6. So 4.5 is between 3 and 6. So that means the two line segments do cross. Okay, so now we're going to talk about points and rectangles. So this is another pretty simple one here. So we got a point with an x and a y value. We got a rectangle with an x and a y coordinate for the upper left-hand corner, and then a width and a height. And I'll just go ahead and say beforehand, some game programming libraries define a rectangle by uh, two points, the upper left-hand corner and the lower right-hand corner. So basically, you just calculate the difference to get the rectangle's width and height. I think most libraries do define rectangles by the X and Y and width and height, but uh, if not, it's easily 
it's easy to convert that into width and height by using two points. So determine whether a point collides with the rectangle. We're basically just going to check and see if the point exists in the rectangle. So if the point X is greater than the, the rectangle X and the point X is less than the rectangle's X plus the width, then we know the point resides within the rectangle or it's between the rectangle's two X values. Then we're going to take the point's Y value, check to see if it's greater than the rectangle's Y, and check and see if it's less than the rectangle's Y plus the height. So all, these, all four of these rules have to be true for it to collide. So here's an example right here, and yeah, it's just basically four checks anded together. And that's what it looks like in the C-sharp code right there. So here's some examples. So the one in the upper left-hand corner, we got a rectangle defined by <clears throat> upper left-hand corner point of two and one, has a width of four and height of three. And then we're gonna check and see if this point at one three uh, is inside that rectangle. So <clears throat> the first test, we wanna see if one is greater than uh, the rectangle's x, so 1 is less than 2. So right off the bat, we we uh, that rule is not validated, signified by that x right there. So we know the point does not uh, exist in the rectangle. And then go ahead and do the rest of the check. So 1 is less than the rectangle's x plus width. Uh, the y for the point 3 is greater than the y value of the rectangle, which is 1, and 3 is less than the y value of the rectangle, which is one, plus the rectangle's height, which is three. So uh, <clears throat> just one, just being invalidated for that first rule determines that it didn't collide. So, so I, I put a note down here in the lower corner here so that the checks in X just signify whether it broke the rule. Uh, it does not signify, these are all valid statements. So does not signify whether this is a valid statement or not. So in the upper right-hand corner, we got a point five three. We're gonna to check to see if that exists in the rectangle. So five is greater than two, check. Five is less than two plus four, the x plus the width, check. The y value of the point is greater than the y value of the rectangle, so three is greater than one, check. Then three is less than the y value of the rectangle plus the rectangle's height, which is three is less than four, check. So that means the point exists within the rectangle. So then this lower left-hand corner, we got a 0.75. So in this one, seven is greater than uh, two. So that validates that rule. Seven is greater than the rectangle's x plus width. So that rule it invalidates that rule it doesn't meet the requirements it should be less so that's an x then the y value so five is greater than the y value of the uh, rectangle so five is greater than one check but five is greater than uh, the y value of the rectangle plus the rectangle's height so that's an x so it's to the right of the rectangle and below so uh, two of those rules are broken, which means it doesn't exist within the rectangle. 
So I'm not going to go into the collision. I, I didn't add it to this presentation uh, between a line and a rectangle. I'll just say I think the way to do that is to check and see if the line collides with each line segment of the rectangle. So like the top and the bottom and the left and the right of the rectangle. And then I think you have to do an additional check to make sure the that the complete line segment doesn't lie within the the rectangle. So that's just basically checking the two points of the line to determine if if the line exists uh, totally within the rectangle. And also, also talking about lines, one thing that I forgot to mention is you probably need to also add a check when you're calculating slopes to make sure the line isn't completely vertical. So if it's completely vertical, then your slope's going to be undefined. So uh, you can set that undefined as a really large number, or you could write special code uh, to to handle that. And I think that's part of what the determinant does is to check whether it's it's undefined or not. So anyway, I'm not getting into that. So here's the collision between two rectangles. And this is something very commonly used in games. So you got two sprites and they're both rest represented by rectangles. You want to find if those two rectangles collide. And I'll just say when I started developing games, I had some really hokey code for trying to determine the collision between two rectangles. So later on, years later, I found out there's a pretty easy way to calculate this. Uh, instead of trying to f figure out when the two rectangles collide, because I was like testing like the four corners of the first rectangle, determine if those are within the second rectangle, then determine if the first rectangle is within and around and all that. It's just a bad way to do it. So it's easier to check to see when the rectangles don't collide. So the, the first rectangle doesn't collide with the second rectangle if the first rectangle is completely to the left, completely to the right, completely above or completely below, then they don't collide. So then to find out if they do collide, you just not that, Boolean not. Um, and also mentioned here De Morgan Serum, so you can basically have all these checks added together, not, and, not to the left and not to the right and not above and not below. So when I learned De Morgan Serum, basically you can... Uh, convert not A and not B to not open paren A or B. So you're flipping your ands to ors. And typically this is used for like circuit diagrams where you have gates and so you don't have any or gates, but you have and gates. So you got not all these not ors. So you can convert those to and gates. I think you can also use it in programming to make your statement a little bit cleaner without all the knots. You can just have one knot, then ors for everything else. And I'll also mention, if anybody out there hasn't had geometry yet, a square is just basically a special inst instance of a rectangle. A square is a rectangle. Uh, it's just a rectangle where the width and height are equal. So you've got squares. This applies to squares. Okay, so here's the code right here. Uh, so basically we're checking those four conditions to determine if the rectangles to the left, to the right, above or below, and doing the knots for all those and ending those together, or one knot and oring all those together. Okay, so <laughs> here's the examples that I came up with right here. 
So the first example, we got first right. So the first rectangle is going to stay the same through all these examples. So we got uh, a rectangle with an upper left-hand corner of 4, 1. X equals 4, Y equals 1. The rectangle has a width of 4, and it has a height of 3. So now we have a second rectangle at position 1, 2, with a width of 1 and a height of 1, a square. So we're going to check each of those conditions. So we're going to check to see if the rectangle is completely left of the first rectangle. So 1 plus 1 is less than 4. So right off the bat, we know that these two rectangles don't collide because the second rectangle is completely to the left of the first rectangles. I have the other checks up there for the right above and below, but it, it doesn't matter. So unless they're all x, they don't collide. So in the second example to the upper right-hand corner, so we got, in this example, the second rectangle completely surrounds the first rectangle. So we're going to check, is the, first is the second rectangle completely to the left? No, 3 plus 6 is greater than 4. Is it completely to the right? No, 3 is less than 4 plus 4. Is it completely above? No, 0 plus 5 is greater than 1. And is it completely below? No, 0 is less than 1 plus 3. So they do collide because it, it, none of those rules were validated. And by the way, the second rectangle is at position x equals 3, y 0, with a width of 6 and a height of 5. Completely surrounds the, the first rectangle, meaning that the, the two do collide. So in the third example, to the lower left-hand corner, we got uh, the same first rectangle. The second rectangle is at position 1, 2, has a width of 5, and a height of 1. So as you can see, if you're watching the video, uh, these two rectangles do collide um, on the, so it's, from the first rectangle is colliding on the left side of the first rectangle. So, so we're going to check to see if it's completely to the left. No. Is it completely to the right? No. Is it completely above? No. Is it completely below? No. So since since it's all no's, then it means they do collide. Okay, so here for the last example, we have a second rectangle with a position x equals 1, y equals 8, and with a 2, and a height of 1. So we're going to check the first, the four rules. So basically the rules should, should be for the left, uh, 1 plus 2 is less than 4. So it is to the left of the first rectangle. Uh, then we check to see if 1, the x position is greater than the x position plus width, the first rectangle. So it isn't to the right. Um, it isn't above, but it is below. So 8, the y value 8 is greater than the y value of the rectangle, which is 1, plus the height of the rectangle, which is 3. So since 8 is greater than 1 plus 3, then it, that's a check. So since, since there are check marks, since they're not all x, that means they don't collide. Kind of hard to get wrap your mind around it, but basically you're just checking for all negative, all negative results. So if they're all negative, if all the conditions are not satisf satisfied, then the two rectangles do collide. 
so kind of the last one that we're gonna gonna talk about here is two circles. So that's basically the the four shapes we're gonna talk about is points, lines, rectangles, and circles. Uh, so circles are actually really easy if you know a little bit of geometry. We go back to our, the old Pythagorean theorem. So Pythagorean theorem says that the distance between two points is a squared plus b squared equals c squared, uh, where your a is the difference between the two y's and your b is the difference between the two x's, and the c is the hypotenuse. So <coughs> to calculate c, basically you do a squared plus b squared, take the square root of that. And I'll, I'll go ahead and say up front, it doesn't matter whether or not uh, your the differences are positive or negative because once they're squared, then they'll become positive. Uh, so you don't have to worry about taking the square root of a negative number there since those two values are squared, which will always result in a positive value. So when I was originally creating these slides and examples, I was like, well, maybe I should take the absolute value of A squared plus the absolute value of B squared, but you don't even need to do that because if it is a negative value, it will become positive because it is squared. Because a negative times a negative is a positive, a positive times a positive is a positive. So really, you're calculating the hypotenuse, the distance between two points, or the hypotenuse of a triangle. So using, this is kind of weird, using a triangle to determine whether uh, circles collide seem, it seems kind of, uh, doesn't seem intuitive there. <laughs> But, but it does work. Uh, so basically, we're taking the centers. you got to know the centers of the two circles and the radius of the circle. So the radius is basically the distance between the center of the circle and the, the, out, the outside of the circle itself. Kind of think of it like as a pin and then a string attached to that pin, and then you draw all the way around. Or if you're using a compass, then... Then the center is where the, the sticky point is, <laughs> and then the radius is the dis distance between the sticky point and then where the pencil is. If people even use compasses anymore, uh, then you use the pencil to draw the circle around the, 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 the pointy part. Okay, so, so just trust me that uh, yeah, you can use Pythagorean theorem to figure this out. So to find out whether the two circles collide, we're going to calculate the distance between the two center, the centers of the two circles, and if those, and if the distance between the two centers, as I have right here, is less than the sum of the two radius values, then the two circles collide. We've got a circle here and a circle here. And we're going to find the two radius values. So if the sum of those two radiuses is less than the distance between the two center points, then we know they don't collide. But if the distance between the two point, if the if the sum of the radiuses is greater than uh, the distance between the two center points, then we know that they do collide. And I'll go ahead and mention I won't specifically have a slide for calculating whether a point, just a point, uh, collides with the circle. 
But basically, you can determine whether a point collides with the circle by using a circle of radius zero as your point. So it has an X and a Y, and your radius will just be a zero for a point. So it all it, this all this applies to a point and a circle as well. And theoretically, you could determine if two points collide with each other by using the same process. <laughs> Uh, just using radiuses of zero, but that's a little bit over overkill. But theor theor theoretically, uh, it, it still works. And oh, by the way, this doesn't work for ovals, so it's got to be a perfect circle. Uh, it can't be a wide and skinny or anything like that. There's probably a way to calculate that, but uh, I just I, I didn't look into it. Okay, so here's our two circles. They both have a center point. Uh, the first circle has a center point of C1x, C1y. The first circle has a radius of C1r. The second circle has a center point of C2x, C2y, and a radi radius of C2r. So here's our triangle right here. So we're going to take the difference between the two x values, two center point x values, and the difference between the two center point y values, we're going to square both of those individually, add those two together, and then take the square root. And oh, by the way, if you don't have a uh, square root function in your favorite programming language, you can always uh, set that to the power of 1 over 2 or 0.5. So use power 0.5 to get the square root. Uh, so if your C value, if the distance between those two center points is less than the two radius, the sum of the two radius values, then they do collide. So here's an example in C sharp down here. Uh, so we're using the math f dot power. So we're adding the two squares and taking the square. I just went ahead and used power to the point five f and got the C value and check and see if that's less than the two of the two radius values. So here's a, an example right here. So we've got a circle, center point 2, 3 with a radius of 2, the second circle with center point 7, 4 with a radius of 1. So we calculate the A value, so the A's value is minus 1, the B value is minus 5, so that's the, the length of the two sides, and oh by the way it is a right triangle because <laughs> it has a 90 degree uh, angle where the A and B sides meet. Uh, so we got a minus 1 and a minus 5, so we square those, so we get uh, 1 and 25. So that gives us 26. We take the square root of 26, and it approximately equals 5.01. So since 5.01 is greater than 2 plus 1, or 3, then that means these two circles don't collide. And the second example on the bottom we got the same first circle, center point 2, 3 with a radius of 2. And our second circle has a center point 3, 4 with a radius of 1. So the A value is minus 1. The B value is also minus 1. So we square minus 1 plus the square of minus 1, which equals 2. Take the square root of that equals approximately 1.41. So since 1.41 is less than... Uh, the two radius values, 2 plus 1, uh, 1.41 is less than 3. So that means the two circles do collide. Yeah, so that's basically it for all the basic uh, shapes that I'm talking about. So I, I didn't do some like a line and a circle 
a rectangle and a circle. I just wanted to keep this presentation simple. Uh, but there are libraries out there. So like in Game Maker, it uses place meeting along with some other functions. I put links here to references to these functions, collision functions, 2D collision functions. Uh, in Unity, you have on collision enter 2D. And in Godot, you have you use collision shapes and there's a collide function. So I have links for all those on there. So have I have a quick demo. So I was gonna go back and I got a lot of these already kind of queued up right here. Uh, so I wrote this little JavaScript applet, uh, or I guess it's not an applet, this JavaScript app, web app. So basically you can put in two objects. Yeah, so I got the two points right here. So I got the X along the top and the Y along the side right here. And it, I got basically 64 pixels to a unit. And it unit goes from 0 to 10, 15 on the X and 0 to 10 on the Y. I mean, if I wanted to improve this, I could um, have it automatically calculate a scale or let you specify it. But, but basically, I got it down here, supported objects. So I got a point, a line a rectangle and a circle, so you specify points with X and Y. So we've got one, four, five, two, but we could change this to like one, four, one, two, and then press check collision. Then it's gonna show where those two points are. Then right here, it's just gonna say not collided. In a future version, I'd like to have it where it actually shows you the calculations as well. Uh, so here's, an example right here and you can also specify this on the uh, command line or the uh, URL you just do a question OBJ then your first shape then ampersand OBJ then your second shape right there uh, so I, I thought this would be neat if you wanted to give an example to a friend or something you could just uh, put those values on the URL and share that URL right there And by the way this is on my website I'll link it Link to it on the uh, Knox Game Design.org website as well. Uh, so these are basically the same examples that I just went through earlier. So here's an example of uh, first object is a line four five to six one, and the point is two three. So we got it right here. Here's our two three for the point and the four five. To six one, so you can see these don't collide at all. But if you look at this one right here, this is the same example from the presentation slide. We've got four five six one and point of five three, so you can see it's right there on the line, and it does collide. So here's a line line collision right here. So we got. The same line, four, five to six, one, but the second line is two, three to three, four. So you can see these do not collide. And then here's two lines that do collide. Same first line. The second line is three, one to six, seven. That tells you right there they collided. So here's a point rectangle. So here's the one with just the four checks. Rectangle two one four three and a point of one three. It's to the left, so they don't collide. Here's a point to the right and below. They don't collide. Point seven five. 
Here's a point inside, so point five three is completely within the rectangle, so those two do collide. Here's the rectangle rectangle collision right here. So here's the one that's completely to the left and they don't collide. So same rectangle four one four three and the second rectangle is one two one one. Here's two rectangles that also collide. Four one four three one two five one. Here's the one where the second rectangle completely surrounds the first rectangle, so those two do collide. And here's the last example where the rectangles to the left and below, so those don't collide. And here's the circle circle collision. We're checking the distance between the two centers. I don't have the center points on here. But you can see these two don't collide. Circle 2, 3 with a radius of 2 and circle 7, 4 with a radius of 1. They don't collide. But these two do collide. 2, 3 with a radius of 2 and 3, 4 with a radius of 1. Those two do collide because the sum of the radiuses are greater than distance between the two center points. So I put down here the supported collision types right here, um, but could add lines and circles and lines and rectangles and rectangles and circles as well. Yeah, so this is basically it right here. It's two files. There's an index.html that basically just has a, a canvas um, that, that this collision demo JS draws on. And I also have this checked into the GitHub, so I'll provide a link to that as well. So it's pretty simple. Um, I'll just say I have like four, four classes for each shape type, a point, a line, a rectangle, and a circle. That's just basically holds. These are basically structs. <laughs> they just basically hold the values I could add the collision code in here, but I didn't do that. Um, the start gets called when, when it's loaded up, so it's going to check the parameters. If you specified any parameters within the URL, that's done right here. It gets the, it gets the parameters using Windows lo window location search, and then it parses those out using URL search params, then get all, all that are defined by obj so if you got two shapes passed in on the command line as parameters and we're going to get those values input data one and input data two by using document get element by id input data actually uh yeah so basically setting those to those two text fields right there we're getting the values from parse data then the OBJs is where we loaded those two objects into. So that gives us our data right there. And then set those input values to OBJS0 and OBJS1. So if you only have one object defined, then it doesn't display anything. Um, if you define more than two objects, then it's only going to use the first two. So then, so you can either specify the objects through the URL parameters or in those two text fields. So uh, basically in your index.html, whenever you press the 
button, the check collision button that's going to call check collision. So check collision basically just loads the two values that are specified in the two text boxes. And it's also important to also set these default to undefined. Otherwise, it, I think in JavaScript, these are scoped to the whole script and not the function, which I didn't know. I think you can use var or something to scope to the function, but but uh, yeah, I learned I learned that out the hard way. <laughs> I was like, oh, why is object two defined? And I was like, oh, because it's scoped to the whole the whole script. Uh, so we got to draw out axes, which is pretty simple right here. It just basically draws way down here. Yeah, draw axis just basically draws a clears out the the screen or the draw canvas and then draws a red line for the x axis and then puts the little ticks for the units <clears throat> then draws an x then it draws a green axis for the y axis and then draws the ticks and then draws a y at the bottom Nothing special going on there. So basically, this parse data is going to take those two values. And it's going to run a regex. I've been getting really good with re regular expressions lately. So it's going to run a, a regex for each of the two objects. And so first, so it's going to run one for each object type. So it's going to run a regex on a point, a regex for a line, a regex on a rectangle, and a regex for a circle. And basically, the first letter, so it's basically a letter P for point, L for a line, an R for a rectangle, and a C for a circle. And then an open paren, and then the properties of each of those separated by commas. So here's the regex for a point. It's basically two decimal values. I, I went ahead and put in the extra spaces just in case people put in extra spaces. It still match. Here's the regex for a line. So basically it's four uh, decimal values, x, y, width, and height, uh, separated by commas. That's for a line. That's for a line. It's four values, x1, y1, x2, y2. And a rectangle is your x and y, and a width and a height, four values, and a circle is your two decimal values, x and y, and a radius. So if it matches any of those, then it's going to create that new object type, then return that. So yeah, so I've got drawing methods for each. I use instance of, so once you got the two objects, object classes, and it uses instance of to, to check what type of object that is, then it draws that line. That's one reason I picked JavaScript because I knew, so here's like a draw point. I knew JavaScript had, already had uh, methods defined for drawing on a canvas. Uh, so like for a point, I'm using an arc, which is basically a circle. For a line, use begin path, move to, which moves your, kind of like a was logo <laughs> with the turtles. You move to X. Then do a line to your second X point, then call stroke. Rectangle, there's a stroke rect. Call stroke. Uh, 
in a circle, we're using the same arc. Specify X, Y, and radius. And uh, that's it. We're drawing the four. So that's our draw method right there. So here's the collision. I actually had this appended to the draw. So for each of the object types, then we're going to check if, if object one is a point, object two is a point, then we're going to call collision point point. If either, if it's a point in a line or a line in a point, then we're going to do collision point line. If they're both lines, then we're going to do collision line line. If we've got a point in a rectangle or a rectangle on a point, then we're going to call collision point rectangle. We've got two rectangles, we're going to call collision rectangle rectangle. I'm following all the same conventions here and just calling it collision, then the two types. We got a circle and a circle, then we're going to call collision circle circle. If we got a point in a circle, we're going to call uh, collision point circle. Uh, or if we got a circle and a point, we could call the same collision point circle. We just flip the two objects around if they're backwards. So the collision functions are right here. So this is kind of the same, same as the C sharp code, but in JavaScript. Checking whether the X and Y are equal in collision point point. Collision point line, we're calculating the M, the slope. We're calculating the Y intercept right there. And then we plug in the, a point. We're just going to use the first point if it's valid, and then it collides. So here we've got display collided, so that just displays whether it did or didn't collide. So collision line line, so this is where we're calculating the slope and the y-intercept for both the first and second line. So it's M1, B1, M2, B2. Then we plug in, we calculate the value of x, which is the x-coordinate, where the x-value where these two lines cross. And then we check to see if the x lies within the minimum and maximum range of both line segments. And if, the, if it does, then it collides. Here's collision point rectangle. This is a simple one. We're just checking the X is within the X values of the rectangle. And the Y is within the Y values of the rectangle. Here's collision rectangle rectangle. So this is uh, where we test whether the second rectangle is to the left, to the right, above, or below. Uh, the first rectangle. So if all those don't apply, then it does collide. And here's the collision circle circle right here. So we calculate our A value, which is the difference between the Y's. The B value is the difference between the two X's, and which is the center points of the two circles. And we use math.pal to get the square root of the sum of the two squares, just using 0 0.5. So C-sharp automatically handles like the, the, the decimals or the, the real numbers there. In other languages, watch out because it may um, convert everything to integers if you're not careful. So then we check to see if our C value is less than the sum of the two radiuses right there. And finally, collision point circle, which requires no additional math. I, I could have just called collision circle circle right here and, and used a circle of radius zero for the point. 
but it's the same thing right here. So, okay, so when we check to see if the distance, which is C, is less than or equal, so we're just going, so we only have one point in one circle. So we're just going to check and see if it's less than the radius of the circle because the point has a radius of zero. And here's where it's displaying the collided. So that's basically the script. Yeah, feel free. This is open source, whatever. Use it however you want to. Giving credit is also always nice. Um, but yeah, feel free to use it or update it or whatever. However you want. Yeah, so that's going to wrap it up for Knox Game Design for February 2022. I haven't thought of what next month's presentation will be, but probably get something out there. I know I had to really kind of scramble to get this one done just because February is a is a short shorter month. Uh, still running a little bit late. So anyway, appreciate everyone out there listening and watching. And yeah, as always, we're on Discord. You can go to the noxgamedesign.org website and we got links to discord or the old the old presentations and we got ludum dari coming up in april so we may do a get, small get together in april i don't know but yeah we're still chugging along and get the podcast which is just the audio on on some different platforms. I know some of these platforms aren't working anymore. I think the uh, Spotify and Apple still work, but since these are hosted on a site that, that isn't using HTTPS, then I think some of these aren't quite working anymore. But you can always listen to the latest one on the website right here uh, or through the RSS feed. Really hasn't been any new updates to the website or anything else. But yeah, check out the Discord if you want to find out what, what we're all working on and what we're doing and things like that. So I wasn't sharing that out. So well. Anyway, appreciate everybody out there listening and watching and uh, see everyone back in a month. <laughs>